time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. The topic of liberty is up in the rotation for this week, which is the final week of a three-week engagement here in the Permian Basin. Yep, I'm on my way home to see my lovely bride and our loyal puppy, Harlow. After a brief time at home, there will be a small trip ahead for the family. Denise, Harlow, and I will be traveling to North Carolina to visit my brother and my mother. As I inform the audience in the weekend update, Bill has been released from the hospital, and it will be great to see him again. Thank you all once again for all of your prayers. He and the entire family really appreciate them. Last week's episode was too packed to plug the Tennessee Freedom Summit coming up next month in Nashville, so I will do it in this week's episode. This event is a gathering of Tennessee's most influential conservatives in media, policy, advocacy, and activism, and is hosted by the Tennessee Conservative. It will occur on the 19th and 20th of August in Nashville. Do you want to know what you'll discover at the Tennessee Freedom Summit? Well, no, you're not alone, even though you may feel like it. At the Tennessee Freedom Summit, you'll meet hundreds of like-minded patriots committed to moving our state in a more conservative direction. You'll walk away with new connections, information, and strategies for making a real difference in the volunteer state. Plus, it's going to be a lot of fun, so get your tickets today. There's an impressive lineup of speakers that includes State Senator Janice Bowling, Robin Steeman of Moms for Liberty, Tony Venable of Americans for Prosperity, and many others. So if your schedule permits, and if you can afford the gas prices in Biden's economy, make plans to attend. For more information and to get your tickets, head over to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Again, that is TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. You know, there are many ways to keep up with my campaign. You can like or follow all of the social media pages. I'm on Facebook, MeWe, Twitter, True Social, Instagram, and Telegram. You can also keep up with my campaign by subscribing to the newsletter. You can do that by sending an email to Larry-FOR-TN12 at ProtonMail.com. Place the word subscribe in the subject line and I will get you added to the distribution list. You can also find a link to all of the show's archived episodes of the podcast, in addition to my campaign information, on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. All one word. I know we all now find ourselves in hard financial times with record-setting inflation brought about by unrestrained government spending, but as I have previously said, every little bit of money you can donate can help me win. You can find the link to donate to my campaign on the website, and I regularly share that link on my social media pages as well. 
You do not have to be a resident of Tennessee House District 12 to donate either. Donations from any American citizen can be accepted. You know, I picked up some advertising for my campaign at the Tennessee Conservative and shared that on my social media accounts. If you've not subscribed to the Tennessee Conservative, please do so. Brandon Lewis and his team are doing a wonderful job exposing the rhinos in government and putting out news untainted by the liberal bias in our great state. It is also Brandon Lewis and the Tennessee Conservative that are hosting the Tennessee Freedom Summit this year. Speaking of the Tennessee Conservative, I have some good and quite humbling news on that front that I shared on the weekend update, but it bears repeating again. This outstanding conservative publication and its founder, Brandon Lewis, has endorsed my campaign. It is truly an honor to receive their endorsement because that organization has truly been a godsend to conservatives all across the great volunteer state. So to bring you all up to date on the endorsements I have received so far, I have been endorsed by RestoreLiberty.org. Restore Liberty is a non-profit 501c4 organization committed to restoring the original intent of the United States. It is focused on reviving and restoring the knowledge of and passion for the liberty America was founded upon. Restore Liberty is based on the ideas found within the Declaration of Constitutional Consent, which reestablishes the relationship between the free citizens of these states and the central government, denouncing the usurpations of their consent by the latter. Restore Liberty's primary mission is to ensure the citizens of each sovereign state within the Union of the United States are able to pursue happiness by embracing true liberty, free from central government control beyond their consent. I have also been certified as a good party candidate. What does good party do, you might be wondering? Well, it is an organization that believes our representative republic has been corrupted by a two-party system that serves moneyed interests. Like myself, it believes this two-party system leaves people apathetic or having to choose between the lesser of two evils, neither of which truly serve the people. So, important issues like liberty and constitutional limitations on government power continue to go unaddressed. Our system of self-governance has been hampered by the dark doom loop of dysfunctional partisan politics. And like me, Good Party believes that it is no wonder that a majority of eligible voters, over 130 million Americans, including more than half of millennials and Gen Zs, say that neither Republicans nor Democrats represent them. Good Party is not a political party. It is an organization that is building tools to change the rules and disrupt the corrupt, creating a brighter future for all. Good Party's plan is to use the free, open-source technology they created as a lever that marshals the creative community and mobilizes digital natives, who will be the majority of voters by 2024, to vote differently. As this majority of voters is built, Good Party will be building a viral, growing movement that gives truly independent, grassroots candidates like myself from across the political spectrum a real chance of running and winning elections for the first time in modern history. And now, I've been endorsed by the Tennessee Conservative. With my campaign, the residents here in Sevier County can be part of something much bigger and very much needed. Not only in Tennessee, but in our country. A movement that tells the establishment, the new aristocracy and their useful idiots in media and entertainment, that we want a return to constitutional principles 
all across the fruited plains. A movement that tells the usurpers of liberty in our states and nation's capital that all governing power is inherent in we the people. It's a movement that will preserve liberty and put a stop to the Marxism that is on the march all across our nation. Speaking of election campaigns, early voting for the August primary elections is underway here in Sevier County. Sadly, for many of the offices here, it is a foregone conclusion because the incumbents are running unopposed. This reminds me of that common definition of an insanity. Doing the same thing over and over while expecting different results. How has that worked out for we the people the past few generations? The only different results are the erosions of our liberty. My advice to voters in this upcoming election, since it is a foregone conclusion for the most part, just vote your conscience. You do not have to stick with a candidate that is on the ballot. Each position has the option to write in the candidate. Now, I am not, let me repeat, I am not telling you who to vote for. I am just letting you know that you have options other than the lesser of two evils. Voting for the unopposed candidate or not voting at all. Don't keep going along to get along. The lesser of two evils is always still an evil. The blind loyalty to political parties or the apathy of the electorate Those are the evils that have invaded our electoral process. The evil of doing nothing and allowing for the continuation of the erosion of our rights, of our liberty, or voting solely because the candidate has an R or a D after their name. Most of the people on the ballot are the same ones that were in office that allowed the government to shut down businesses, killed careers and the economy, forced you to wear masks, or allow the government to coerce you into taking an injection that has now been proven to be worthless as advertised, but has many harmful side effects. These same people refuse to stand up to the unconstitutional actions of the executive branches of the state and federal governments. Your livelihoods were destroyed without due process of law. They sat in their elected positions, elected by either apathy or blind loyalty, in their elected positions in our city, county, and state legislative bodies, and they rolled over for executive branch usurpations of our liberty with their lockdown orders and mandates. They did nothing, absolutely nothing, to stop it. Sometimes they even cheered it on. Something that should never occur in a constitutional republic. And right now, all over the county, state, and nation, They are asking you for your vote again. What they are relying on is the apathy of the electorate or the blind loyalty to a political party to keep them in their positions. They are also the same people on the school boards that allow the purchase of divisive, corrosive, and sexualizing curriculums that children are being indoctrinated with. The same members of the school board that are supporting or enabling the policies of national public sector unions, political action committees, and woke special interest groups with money to destroy the role parents have in the upbringing of their children. And it's not just here in Sevier County either. It's across the state and the nation. Speaking of the Sevier County Board of Education, still no response to my inquiry from Chairman McClure yet. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. I will send a follow-up query once I get back to the homestead and settle back in with my bride and my puppy. 
If you have been following me on social media, you will know that a social media company has engaged in some censorship of my post. It is the rather innocuous social media platform called Next Door Neighbor. I regularly share my podcast on that platform and somebody, it's a commie that lives in Knoxville, reported me for violating their restriction on political posts. They don't understand that my podcast supports my local election. But I'm just sharing that bit of info with the audience to show you that it isn't just Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook that are engaged in the suppression of conservative voices. Almost all of the social media platforms out there do this kind of stuff. They are the cheerleaders for our republic's march towards Marxism. They are thinking they will be granted a seat at the table for doing their little part as ministries of truth for the new aristocracy. These useful idiots are able to do that for the primary reason that conservatives are, for the most part, critical thinkers, and the commies are not. They are collective thinkers with a herd mentality. These social media overlords cannot have critically thinking people possibly influence their blind followers away from their herd. So they restrict conservatives. They need more people to be part of the herd so the new aristocracy can maintain their control. So the usurpers of liberty can continue our country down the path of destruction, marching towards Marxism. But back to voting, though, and this is important. Show up on election day and vote like your liberty and the liberty of your children and grandchildren depend upon it. Because, and this is not hyperbole, the maintaining and continuing of the liberty our founding fathers passed along to us does depend on your vote. Every legal vote. This and every future election is the most important election of our time. We're going to continue the theme somewhat from last week in the area of government education. We'll talk a little bit about how these special interest groups, along with their bought and paid for elected officials, how they are continuing our nation on its march towards Marxism. I previously spoke about Professor Larry Arn of Hillsdale College and his remarks at a recent event alongside Transpublican Governor Bill Lee recently. Teachers all over the state of Tennessee, yes, even here in Sevier County, got all upset about those remarks. It even got the attention of Tennessee State Representative Mark White. You may or may not know who he is or what part of the state he represents, so for some background, I'll give you that information. Representative White represents the 83rd District, which consists of part of Shelby County. Yep, some of that area around Memphis. That's a bastion of conservatism out there, right? He is listed as a Republican, but is that true? This is the important part, though. He is also chairman of the Tennessee House Education Administration Committee. He chairs the committee that is largely responsible for how so-called public education is administered here in the great volunteer state. Like every member of the Tennessee House of Representatives, he is up for re-election this year. Being that he lives on the complete other side of the state, I have not paid too much attention to him up until this point. That all changed, though, with his recent public statements in the wake of Professor Arn's statements. For starters, though, let's list some of the political action committees that have donated to him. They are Great Public Schools Political Action Committee, Pfizer's Political Action Committee, 
Although that may not have any bearing on government education system marching us towards Marxism, Pfizer's donations have definitely had an impact on our medical liberty in the state and in the nation and the medical liberty of our children. There's also a group called Tennesseans for putting students first. Interesting tidbit about that group is that they support a voucher program for schools. Continuing on though, Chairman White has also received campaign contributions from the Tennessee Education Association. Gee, imagine my surprise. That is an affiliate of the National Education Association that was a topic in last week's show. The supposedly public sector union that lobbies government and elected officials on behalf of policies that are designed to limit the role of families in their children's education and leave it completely up to the communists in government. There are many government sector or government department political action committees that donate to him as well. Isn't that special? Government paid lobbyists, meaning taxpayer paid lobbyists, using our sweat equity again against us. I implore the audience to always look into who is financially backing these candidates that are in the office currently or running for office. Those donations are almost always a good indicator of the policies and laws these elected officials will propose or support in your local, state, and federal offices. Are these candidates receiving the majority of their campaign donations from people in their district along with their friends and family? Or are they receiving large sums of money from outside their district? From political action committees or special interest groups that do not have yours, the constituents' best interests at heart. But let's get back to Chairman White and his recent news-making statements. Representative White stated Hillsdale College's plan to operate dozens of charter schools in Tennessee has been shattered because of the comments made by Professor Arndt. In a Facebook post, Chairman White disagreed with the Hillsdale College president's statements, contending he was trying to tear down his opposition with criticism of public school teachers and the educational system. The exact quote is this, quote, When the General Assembly convenes next January, any hope that Hillsdale will operate in Tennessee has been shattered, unquote. Hillsdale plans to open 50 charter schools in the state, a process that goes through local school boards and then a state charter authorizing commission. If you're wondering about the comments that Professor Arn made, at a recent reception in Williamson County, he took shots at teachers saying they are educated in the, quote, dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges in the country, unquote, and that his goal in Tennessee is to show that anybody can be a teacher. While that statement may or may not be true, what we have here is the chairman of the Tennessee House Education Committee letting his personal feelings about another man's statement stand in the way of something that will be beneficial for children all across the state. At least on the surface, that is what appears to be the case. Peeling back the curtain and looking at who exactly donates to Chairman White's political campaign can reveal the real reason for this change in attitude. You have to give Transpublican Governor Bill Lee some credit here, though. He told the audience at the recent event he wants Hillsdale to open 100 charter schools. That's 100. That elicited a huge round of applause from those in attendance. It's almost as if Governor Lee is running for re-election. 
But under Tennessee's new charter law, a bill supported by Chairman White, by the way, the state authorizing body can approve applications even after they're rejected by a school board. Remember what charter schools do, though. I mean, besides providing a much better alternative to the garbage indoctrination that children receive in government schools, by introducing competition into the education marketplace, charter schools break up the monopoly that government schools have in the arena of education. Doing that reduces the power and influence that public sector unions and other enablers of the failed government school systems have on their grip of the indoctrination of children around the state and the nation. So the situation that we have brewing right now is the state of Tennessee, and probably around the nation as well, is this. The forces aligned with government education are spending money all over the place on government institutions and elected officials, all to begin a counterattack against parents and communities that are up in arms after discovering what so-called public education has been doing to their children for a long time now. As I discussed last week when talking about the National Education Association and the policies they are spending money to lobby elected officials and influence government policy, they have nothing to do with reading, writing, math, science, history, or English. They have everything to do with mind and gender bending the current and future generations of children here in Tennessee and around the country. Remember, this attack will not come from just elected officials that receive campaign donations or lobbying efforts. It will come from the leaders of organizations such as Tennessee Organization of School Superintendents. In a recent article I read, they came out with the following statement with regard to the president of Hillsdale College's remarks, quote, Unfortunately for Mr. Arne, a public school critic, a public school education also confers the ability to listen, analyze, discern, and comprehend. It is clear that the motive for Mr. Arn's criticism of public schools and public school teachers is driven by his desire to expand his charter school empire into Tennessee. And from all indications, he has the assistance he seeks in this endeavor. The value of public education and public school teachers cannot be adequately stated in a single writing, unquote. Notice the wording of that statement. I kind of emphasize it. Calling charter schools an empire. Trying to evoke the same feelings of dread and fear like recent teachings in public schools calling Caucasian people colonialists or some other such nonsense. All of these statements against a person's comments only to create distrust of all charter school organizations because it is meant to scare people away from these types of schools that represent an existential threat to the commies and their grip on the indoctrination of children. Why? Always ask the why. Because the public has to be given an enemy, an empire, to distrust and distract from government education's failings. What failings, you may ask? Just look at the recent reports around Tennessee, or even the state you live in, where public, government schools are the predominant factor in the education of our nation's children. How are they performing? Let's listen to the words of an award-winning teacher, Joseph Murray, that disputes Representative White's remarks, and they are this, quote, The idea that those attacking Hillsdale are doing so to stand up for teachers is laughable. 
They are using Hillsdale to deflect attention away from the fact that Tennessee has a student proficiency rates in the 30s. The biggest insult to teachers is that those in power continue to force a failed education policy into every classroom. Just look at the key elements of the policy. Scripted curricula eviscerate teacher trust and treat us like children. Common assessments move students through an academic assembly line concerned more with quantity than quality. Academic standards control and limit what students learn. Standards-based grading removes competition from the classroom and equity creates an environment where student identity is more important than their individuality. Rather than stand up for teachers on these key policy concerns, many of the new Hillsdale heroes are silent. Though his delivery was imperfect, Dr. Arne and Hillsdale have a recipe for success. Lending classical concepts to meet modern standards, Hillsdale charter schools could disrupt public education in Tennessee and force it to change. Those attacking Hillsdale are doing so for this reason, and Tennessee teachers are merely a means to an end. This is not a system of success and defending it to silence perceived rivals is not a sign of respect to Tennessee teachers and students. It is a slap in the face. Fix this broken system. Don't use teachers then as an excuse to distract from its shortcomings. Unquote. Now, Mr. Murray is a constitutional lawyer who left the courtroom to become an award-winning teacher. We need more teachers like this around the state and around the nation. Speaking out against not only the broken and failed government education system model, but against the curriculums that are forced into classrooms at the behest of public sector unions such as the National Education Association and American Federation of Teachers. If you are a teacher in a government school system right now and are not speaking out against those two things, I can only surmise two things from that. First, you are comfortable suckling at the government teat. And second, you must hate children. As I close out the show today, this week's wisdom from God's Word comes to us from Isaiah 42, 22. But his own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They are fair game for anyone and have no one to protect them. No one to take them back home our people, our fellow American citizens and the citizens of the great state of Tennessee have been robbed of our liberty by the institution put into place to protect it. Our sweat equity has been plundered by a tax system that primarily serves the new aristocracy and their supporters, enablers, and useful idiots. Through government's reckless spending, we have all been enslaved by a debt burden that is impossible to pay off in our lifetime as well as the lifetimes of our children and grandchildren. Our freedoms have been imprisoned through the legislative acts of our state and federal governments. Others have been imprisoned for attempting to exercise their constitutionally protected rights, and yet others, those useful idiots that the new aristocracy relies upon to sow hate and division among us, they are set free to roam among us after acts of violence and rioting that have done billions of dollars in damage 
and injuries and deaths around the country in our state. Also, our children's minds have been imprisoned in mental illness, brought about by the corrosive, divisive, and sexualizing curriculums that the government education system and all of its enablers have been forcing down children's throats for generations now. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.